Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Hashtag Self Care, the podcast. I hope this episode gives you some food for thought when it comes to your own self care. I hope it gives you some breathing space and encourages you to find some much needed time in your own day to look after your own needs. Without further ado, here's the episode. So this week's guest on the podcast is the lovely Rachel Scollard. I don't really know how to describe Rachel because there's so many things I could say. Uh, she's a teacher. She's a forest school teacher. She's a yogi. Is that what you say? Yogi. She's <laughs> a lover of travel and definitely somebody who I think practices self-care um, in a really inspiring way. And actually through lockdown was one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram. And she's not an Instagrammer, like just, I loved following her different things that she did. I'm not going to give them away, but we might talk about some of them now. Um, oh, thanks, Tracy. You're so welcome. That's so lovely. And thank you so much for asking me. It's such a compliment. Thank you. And, and congratulations on the podcast. It's such a nice idea. Thank you so much. I I was a bit like, is she going to be weirded out that I'm asking her? But I was delighted that you were happy. Do you know what? I actually listen to so many podcasts and I think like I practice self-care really well. So when you asked, I was like, actually, I will do that because I just think it's such an important, um, it's just such an important topic. And like, I'd love to listen to something like this. So that's why I said, yeah. You didn't pair to say that. That was real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it was real. <laughs> Okay, so I suppose we'll just get straight into it. Um, if you, I suppose I know all the things about you, but other people don't. So we, I suppose introduce yourself. You're on the stage now. Who's Rachel Scollard? What she's about? Um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh my goodness, that is such an open-ended question. Who is Rachel Scollard? Um, oh God, Tracy. Well, you're a well, teacher and I think that you're you're a nurturer and I think that's kind of what that's what drew me to you in the first place is that you're kind yeah. of preparing the next generation for this self-care stuff and I know it means a lot to you so maybe I guess start there maybe with your your job or yeah and you know what just when you say that when you say that I'm a nurturer that's something that I've thought about a lot a lot in the last like year because I think up until like the last year I very much nurtured everyone else and I wasn't really nurturing myself and I think in like the last year I've definitely started to nurture myself much more than I ever have. So I think I've, I've realized that in the last year. So when you said that, I was like, yes, that is what I am. But I kind of was neglecting myself. But I will start with the kids. Um, so, yeah, I suppose um, I'm really passionate about teaching well-being in school. Um, and I suppose that's as well because I suffered with anxiety and stuff since like my early 20s and I didn't really know what was going on or how to help myself and um, I kind of just got on with things I was like oh, that's just you know the way I am that's just the way you know I never thought about taking a hold of it myself and having control of it myself um, until you know later years so I suppose that's why I'm so passionate about it in the classroom um, and the school that I'm in is very passionate about it as well and um, so I might just talk about some of the ways that we, we kind of um, teach it in school will I? Yeah, that would be amazing, actually, because for me, it's amazing because I am I am I allowed to say that you were that you're a teacher and an educator together? I can. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. OK, Grant, I was going to say I can edit it out if not. Um, you were actually one of the first people to make me consider 
um, and educate together. And that's not to say that they are the only type of schools that yeah. you know encourage wellness and, and everything like that. But I suppose there was mm-hmm. something really inclusive about the things you were showing on your Instagram. And for me, inclusive is more than like different ethnic backgrounds. It's like inclusive mm-hmm. of all personality types. Yeah. Um, and it made me think, oh, that's the kind of environment I want Billy to to learn in because I remember you had something up and this is way back when is it like a kind of a calming corner you have yeah. all these sensory toys and I was like this is like the opposite of like the bowl chair you know like in the yeah. movie years ago or like time out time out I know and we've had so many conversations in our school about that word and I'm just so against the whole time out thing um but yeah I suppose like when you said that inclusive I suppose it's like nurturing the whole self is what we're trying Mm -hmm. to do um so yeah we have a calm corner in the classroom so basically like from uh like you know the first week in junior infants I had junior infants last few years and from the first week in junior infants um we introduced them to the different parts of the brain so we talked to them about like their wise owl being their pfc and their guard dog being their amygdala and their store store of memories being their hippocampus and like we teach them that when you're in a a heightened emotion that's when you're in your guard dog and we teach them that like the role of your guard dog or your amygdala is to protect you and that like it serves a purpose so when a child is upset or angry or you know that kind of thing that it's not it's not their fault there's not something wrong with that they're just experiencing an emotion and I suppose what the calm corner is to do is to kind of teach them to self-regulate and to learn things that work for them to calm themselves down and that doesn't look the same for everybody and that's the same for adults you know what calms me down might be different from some like to somebody else what you see as self-care might be very different to somebody else so it's that they they learn you know different ways different strategies to calm themselves and that there is a place that they can go that it's okay to not always be okay basically and that you can just remove yourself from a situation do something that works for you and then come back when you're ready and like sending that message you know from the get-go you know, it teaches them that the brain is something that needs to be taken care of, that your mind, you know, that there is a such thing as mental health. Um, and I, I just think it's such a positive, important message from the start. That's so amazing. Like, because, you know, when you're saying that, I'm thinking back to, I probably didn't start feeling all of my emotions properly until mm-hmm. I sort of like had my healing experience with food. So like for me, I was... Yeah always medicating my feelings with food so anything yeah. that was bigger than me even if it was happiness even if it was excitement you know a positive emotion anything that felt sort of evocative was mm-hmm. too much for me because it like was too intense and it was too emotional so mm-hmm. I would constantly push down the emotion with food and for me I suppose like food is my drug and I got this massive appreciation for how other people turn to drugs or turn yeah. to a certain way of life because they're running away from their emotions and I think it's amazing because when you stop and I suppose this is this is mindfulness when you stop judging your emotions and you yeah you stop literally you stop listening to that inner critic the, mm-hmm. the emotions when you deal with them they they, they go away or yeah. they stick around if you want them to but I think something I wish I learned earlier and it sounds like you're totally teaching that to like four-year-olds is that there are no good and bad emotions. There are emotions yeah. and they're like trains. Some of them hang around for longer than others. And some of them need different kind of care and attention, but that there's nothing wrong with experiencing a certain emotion. Um, and it's no harm to shine a spotlight on it and sort of 
thrash it out, I guess. Um, yeah. I just think that's amazing. And what kind of benefits do you see? Like when you teach the children about their emotions and about self-regulating, what, what do you see coming from that? Like, what are the benefits? Do you know what one of the number one benefits that I see, and I just thought of that when you said it there, is that you see compassion from the other children. So when you teach children that it's okay to have heightened emotions, it's okay to not be okay, the compassion that comes from the other children is actually one of the nicest things. Because where children would normally judge somebody for being overwhelmed or um, be scared of somebody for being overwhelmed, um, you just see them like jump in and and try to mind them you know and I've seen situations where they they like what you model is what they follow and you know if a child is particularly angry and they've seen me you know rubbing their back and telling them you know just to take a minute and to calm down or whatever and then you see them do the same thing I think that's the number one thing that I see is that people like the children are just more aware that it's okay I feel like there's so many adults like even I personally know people who've been in relationships and the Mm. issue in the relationship there were so many positives and so many reasons why it was working but actually one of the things that was missing was either empathy or compassion or both and that's just because the other person couldn't relate to whatever they were feeling whether it was anxiety depression an eating disorder whatever it might have been they couldn't sort of just be there because they couldn't they didn't get it you know there was just no real empathy and Mm -hmm. I think it's it's such an inhibitor like so to just get that from a young age and to be able to I don't know just express that it's amazing and and it is something I've noticed with Billy like now that you're saying it I'm thinking Billy hates to see other kids upset and he'll tell me you know in the car on the way home from school oh x was crying in school today but do you want to know why and I'm like yeah well let me just tell you why and he has this almost pride in in the storytelling element of what happened and Mm -hmm. it's okay though ma'am because what happened was the teacher said this and then we did a story about and he's telling me this and I'm going out of the mouths of babes he is literally like life school from a six-year-old in the back of the car (laughs) and as as you said there it's it's not this critical way of looking at it it's it's so matter of fact this is the way they were feeling and this is why and and they're fine now but also it's okay if they're not fine now I'm like you're just and they're all like that and just on that note I see you know the way you said Billy like they they very much notice other people's moods and if other people you know, or upset or whatever. And like, I'd say the same for adults, like children will much quicker blame themselves for the way that you spoke to them or the way that you treated them when you're having an off day than they will you. Um, and I just think that's so important as well, that as adults, like when we're, when we personally, because we're, we're all human, we all have off days. And like, you know, like I'm not a mum myself, but you know, like I hear it all the time, mum saying like, I've got mum guilt today or whatever, because you know, mm-hmm. I, was, I, I lost a rag or I did that, this or that. And, you know, it's so important that you communicate to children as well, like when you're having an off day, that you let them know, like, you know, I'm just having a bit of a, an off day today. And if I say something or if I act a bit funny, you know, it's, it's not anything to do with you, you know. Um, I actually and- have shivers even thinking about that because I, I never knew that. Like I, I, I never imagined that something so simple as just actually, because we all know, like we can feel it. Like we, you know, we yeah. say to our friends, can we cancel our, our coffee date or can we do the yeah. cinema tomorrow? I'm not feeling it today. We, we can feel it coming on us, but I, I've actually never really thought about the value of just, expressing that to a child and being like yeah just so I never realized that they would kind of 
turn it inwards and take it Don't we all do that? Like even as adults, like if somebody is a bit funny with you, you you straight away blame yourself. Like you're like, oh, I'll do something. And I suppose like just, you know, talking about that, even I do that in like my relationship now, like even like I think in relationships as well, it's so important. Like if you just, you know, if you're living with your partner, you're just like, you know, I'm actually, I'm feeling a little bit funny today so you know if I'm a little bit distance or whatever it's just you know it's, it's me it's not you and yeah. you know I just think for yeah for kids I just think that's so important and and if you do do something that um is out of character or you feel bad about afterwards that you apologize you know that you, you say like I'm sorry about the way that I acted there you know um yeah. I was in I was in my amygdala there I was in my guard dog and that's why I, I acted like that and um yeah I just think when they when they learn you know that we all as humans experience these emotions even adults that then when they become adults they'll just be so much more equipped that's that's after really giving me something to think about as well because I wasn't even thinking about it from this perspective but the way that you've explained that I'm thinking actually you explaining to children from a young age or you know parents teachers whoever are influencing these people explaining to them from a young age you know that it's okay to feel everything that they're feeling that actually is self-care and it's almost preventative it's like it's almost like the very beginning of a relationship with self-care because it's literally caring for themselves it's it's taking a minute to notice how they feel it's accepting yourself exactly as you are you know, mm-hmm. in, in whatever that like state might be on that particular day or in that particular moment. That's amazing. That's actually profound. I think sometimes when you look at the way you teach a child or look at the way you kind of want your child's behavior to be, it's often so simple. And it's if we were to apply the same to our own lives as adults, I think sometimes uh, the answers are there. <laughs> Tracy, honestly, the amount of things that we do every day, like built into our schedule. But I'm like, if every adult did this, you know, we, we give so much time to like the little ones in our care. And it's just, and, and they're only, you know, they're only small little habits. They're only like two, like, you know, two seconds pockets of, and that's what I think as well, like, I think that self-care is habits. Like, I don't think it's, um, you know, this big thing that you have to go get your hair done or, you know, mm-hmm. you have to go and do an hour gym session day. Like, I really think it's built into all these tiny little habits that you have in the day. And, and we, we've built in habits like that into our school day. And I just think if adults could build the same habits into their days, it would just, that would be self-care in itself. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know if you heard um, last week's podcast with Aoife, she basically was saying, that she has a notice board in her kitchen and she puts, yeah. you know, the, the football training and everything up there. But her little pockets of time go on the notice board at the start of the week because they are non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. It's like every single morning or as many Love mornings that. as she can, she goes down and does the sunrise yoga in Port Marnock Beach. And oh, wow. she doesn't plan it. It doesn't happen. So it's as important as we're having meatballs for dinner. This oh, is happening. I just I always wonder that I'm like when when I have kids like I hope that I'm as good at taking care of myself as I am right now like I know I I feel very privileged like I feel like it it definitely must be a lot more difficult when you're busy with a family but it is but I also think it's it's relative like you know I think as you just said like for someone like it could be getting a tattoo or it could be a, a holiday but I think for a lot of people it's helpful to look at your situation and think 
okay, what is it that I'm craving? What is it that my life is missing and my everyday life is missing? Because I think a lot of us feel like we're ticking boxes, but you mm. might have this sort of, I don't know, like a yearning for something. And it could be romance or it could be, um, I don't know, like exercise or it could be order or more holidays. Who knows? <laughs> but I think... Also, I Tracy, I feel it's also, like, you know the way you said there, like, what's my life missing? Like, yeah. I think a lot of self-care is that people don't ask themselves what's actually in my life that's draining my energy because sometimes so it's not even true. like what can you add in it's actually like what can I take out do you know that is so so true and that that was the literally the theme of the first podcast taking back your time because yeah. I think we all think that because we did this for x amount of years or because we ring that friend on a Tuesday every or we pop into our nana on a Thursday or whatever we think mm -hmm. that because we've done that or because our siblings do that or because our mother or father do that that that's a prescription for us and actually we do have a choice uh, and yeah. that's a really really good point um have you ever have you had to sort of reassess things at any stage of your life and kind of go right less of that more of this um yeah I have so in terms of um like as I said before like I very much was like nurturing in that I was kind of, I was probably in a few relationships that I shouldn't have been in uh, okay. when I look back and I definitely gave more of myself to them than I gave to me. Yeah. So that's definitely something that I've learned. Like I'm number one. And I think that was something that I really didn't like agree with, like, you know, a few years ago, but like, no, like I'm yeah. not the most important person. Um, you know, other people are. And, and now I've realized that no, actually I am the most important person in my life, obviously. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've definitely, I'm definitely more selfish at my time now. But um, I suppose what I, I like definitely think is like, like how you start your day and finish your day are so important. Like the way that you speak to yourself, like who you follow on Instagram, like the people that you're around, like the people, do they build up your energy or do they drain your energy? Like, I think you just really need to think about how you're living out your day and, you know, listen to your energy and just kind of follow, I suppose, what makes you feel more energized and, and yeah. maybe cut out, cut out what drains it. Yeah, and I actually think, you know, it's a lot simpler sometimes than we realize. I think we really mm -hmm. complicate things. Um, yeah. You know, as you said, it's not, you don't need to sit down tonight and, and sign up for a 10 week, you know, no. yoga camp or anything. It could be, do you know what? I'm going to set my alarm earlier tomorrow and I'm actually going to mm -hmm. have a longer shower or I'm going to buy an electric toothbrush um, because I'm. it might just make me start my day off feeling like a little bit more... Yeah. My mum bought like, me an electric toothbrush for Valentine's Day last year and I just thought it was the funniest thing because I was single at the time and I was like, that is hilarious. <laughs> my mum buying me a Valentine's present and it's an electric toothbrush. <laughs> I kind of love that because I mean, you have to brush your teeth twice a day, three times yeah. a day, whatever you think. And you do have lovely teeth. So I think <laughs> that was her investing in your... I, I, I did love I did love using it I still do but I mean at the start you know when you get something new and you're just yeah. like so for it yeah it was great <laughs> no I actually I actually love that um yeah. I'd love to ask you what yeah what like I suppose we're talking about the kids and you know all those little checkpoints in in the schedule as a teacher but like Rachel the you know human being in general mm -hmm. what like what lights you up what do you need what's your like I, in a week, I, you know, I think I already know the answer, but 
what are the things that light you up the things that you just kind of absolutely need for your soul in a week I absolutely need to move and that is so different on different days and that's what I've realized as well as I've gotten older like I used to be like okay gym 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 and if I didn't go to the gym or I had an off day then I'd feel guilty for not going and now in the last year since I've just started like listening to my energy and my body on particular days so it could be yoga it could be a hit session it could be a walk and um, it just really depends on like what I want on that day but I just always try to move every day but again like I just I just differentiate what I do um nature definitely like I just love being outdoors I feel like everybody does though don't they that's what I was gonna that's what I was gonna say that I thought you were gonna say first because I I just associate you so much with like I don't know like you'll see you out up walking in the mountains with your dog or it's my happy place it's amazing though because that has such a knock-on effect because like when I see that picture or like I saw you had a picture up of this gorgeous lake you were swimming in and it was hard to believe yeah. that it was Ireland. And I was like, where is this? Um, it made me think, and, and I suppose it goes back to what you just said a minute ago, sometimes you need to look at what's in your life because sometimes the things you're looking for are literally under your nose and mm-hmm. they don't require money and they don't require another mm-hmm. person either. They can very much be kind of self-fulfilling. And you know, mm-hmm. if you want to be the kind of person who like wants to do yoga for example or you want to go see swimming but you don't have anyone to go with like you have yourself and I think that's yeah. the only person you can 100% rely on and you're, you're stuck with yourself for life so yeah I think and I've spent able, so you know, much time up the mountains on my own and I think that's why it is my happy place because I just go up there like with the dog and just I just I just loved it like um that's amazing yeah but I actually am looking for a sea swimmer friend so you know if you know one let me know I'm literally on everyone's case I'm like can somebody please sea swim with me (laughs) would you join one of those groups like you know like the happy pair and all they have these like meetups I know but I I just like would love to just be able to go whenever I don't know if it's if I want to be a sea swimmer if I want to buy a dry robe one or the other I think you should do both. I think like guys, the limit. Like, you know, you can be anyone you want to be. Yeah. Um, no, but I think you really like. You know the way I just said there. Like Tobradden is like my happy place. I will say I've got two happy places: it's Tobradden Mountain and Currycliffe Beach in Wexford. But I, you really need to think out what makes me like you. What did you ask me there? You're like, what lights? What what lights you up? Like yeah. Yeah, like, but I think that's what everyone it. needs to think. Like what? Where do I feel my happiest? And then like roll with it. You know like don't yeah. feel like you have to do things because other people are doing it like find what works for you do you know um yeah I just think that's that's what everyone needs to to try and well, do yeah like, and it looks so different to everybody like do you know definitely like and I think you know comparison is is the worst thing because now you're in a situation where like you know you are lacking self-care in your life and yeah. you're trying to change it but you're actually wasting time by noticing what everyone else is doing yeah. and you know I would never have thought like six years ago that for me self-care could be literally going upstairs and like putting away washing with a podcast Mm. on my phone like that sounds so basic but for me it's what that represents it's like I'm on my own no one is dependent on me right now because someone else is looking after them and I'm just alone with my thoughts and the very act of just folding up clothes means that I'm less in my head and my attention yeah. is on what I'm listening to. And to me, that's like 
transforming like it's really really powerful it's it's the way I hear people talking about running or you know swimming or yoga or whatever it might be it's it's escapism um yeah and it's not harmful you know you're so lucky that you recognize that as you know a positive moment and you know yeah no definitely and I think self-care I think as well um it's one of those things it's like if you're not if you're not doing these things, you might not actually realize the value of them. I think you need to do them a few times to actually notice the difference they make to your life. You know what I mean? And then it's like, oh, I've been missing this little nugget of time for myself and I didn't realize it. And actually just what you said about relationships as well, I think, you know, particularly as a parent, and I think the same can apply to, you know, a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. When you're looking after yourself, you, you show up better my for goodness 100% I've never known the value of that more like 100% it's, it's You're the amazing. best version of yourself and that's what you know for people who are who are busy with kids like it's the best thing that you can do for them is is to take time to yourself yeah I 100% agree you know Billy started school t- this morning and um, senior infants and I um. came home oh it was huge you know and it was I think I didn't realize how anxious I was it was it was just it was just surreal and 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 gorgeous it was was just really really lovely and and nice to get that kind of sense of normality back but like when I came home you know straight away like I you know Willow stuck to me at the moment and I can't do anything when she's awake and then she was went down for her nap and I was like right what am I doing and I was like you know what it's one day I'm like I'm sitting down watching YouTube and I'm having a coffee and I'm Mm. And I just sat there for like an hour and a half watching mindless TV, not yeah. working. And it, do you know what? It did me the world of good because I kind of felt like less resentful is not the word because it's not resentful, but it's, I suppose, sleep deprivation is, is, is hard as the day goes on. You're kind of like, okay, I'm losing momentum here. I'm losing energy. Yeah. But I, I felt really energized I suppose yeah it was almost yeah. like I had exercise it was like my mind was energized and I was but I love able. that that's that's exactly what I feel like self-care is is like listening to what you need in that moment tomorrow it might not be to sit down and watch mindless television it might be to do something more productive that might be what yeah. you need tomorrow but it's just to not feel bad for doing what suits you in that moment do you know yeah, exactly. And I think that's, yeah, that's, that's a really good way of looking at it. Actually, you know, have that conversation with yourself every single day. Like what, like, what is it that I need today? And today yeah. could be the day that you need to not see too many people and yeah. you don't, you, you're not in the mood to talk or, you know, mm-hmm. you just want to kind of have some downtime and that's, yeah. you know, and as you said, then you've got the whole element of communicating that to your partner or to your family and, and kind yeah. of just speak, being your own, um, what's the word I'm looking for being your own advocate so yeah not because we're not the same we're not the same every day you know yeah exactly no I think that's a really that's actually really practical helpful um point um I was gonna ask about something I know I'm I'm gone off on a tangent now but I, I I'd <laughs> love to just touch on like some of your little kind of hobbies and, and interests like you know I'd love to know more because I've I'm really interested in the whole like forest school and children and nature. And I also want to know about your sourdough escapades over lockdown oh and your goodness. butterflies. So I, I, I would love if we could just briefly even talk about those things. Um, 
let's just start with sourdough because I mean bread is just is is one I of the literally most just spoke to him this evening and it <laughs> no, was so amazing jealous. do you know what I do you want to know what I put on it I absolutely want to know slowly Casey, I'm telling you it was one of the nicest things I've ever eaten in my life right oh, so I had uh sourdough I toasted it a little bit I put on hummus paprika halloumi cheese roasted yeah. red pepper and salad leaves my god I actually died and went to heaven it was that's so good filthy. That's, and that's, I actually ate it and I was like I don't half love myself do I for making myself that like that sounds to me like they're like all of my favorite things I know <laughs> literally that sounds absolutely unbelievable and it must feel so nice eating bread that you baked yourself. I, it like, does. And like, I don't know if you've read, like if you know much about sourdough now, like I don't have all the science behind it, but like it's really good for your gut because it's a naturally fermented yeah. yeast. So like you don't even feel bad eating it. Like, yeah. Like, no, it's, come on, let's be honest here, okay? Is it yes. a lot of work? Because I feel like I'm, I'm almost ready to think about trying it, but I'm like the thoughts of another baby to mind. And you, like, you, you just have to feed it every day. It's, like it's honestly, really not it's not a lot of work okay okay especially okay. like for someone like you who's so good like in the kitchen and like you know you're, you'd be there anyway so it's not yeah, like you'd true. overlook it you know you'd see it and you and all you have to do is literally take out your weighing scales so literally every day I just give it 50 grams of flour and 50 grams of water that's it and that's it and how many days do you do that for so you do that you have to do that every day. So if you're not baking, you have to discard yeah. what you would normally use for baking. But if you are baking, then you use what, so you use 100 grams every day if you're baking every day or you discard it if you're not. That is so interesting. And like, yeah. I literally cannot, like talk about knowing what you need. I am not joking. If, if it would be up there, like sourdough would be one of the things that like literally lights me up. Like we are going for breakfast on Saturday and I already know where we're going. I already know Peter's getting a circle and then we're going to get our, our brunch afterwards. I know I'm getting mushrooms on toast and I know it's sourdough. I had it before. It's creamy okay. mushrooms on toast. Yeah. With eggs you you could gross. make that, you could make that on a Wednesday if you would just start sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean that's that's game changing stuff right there I just yeah. I loved it because do you know what it was for me it was like oh only bakers or people like you are really like experts in that field do that oh, no. so I was, sourdough was the easiest. and I'm like Rachel's making sourdough this is like a normal person like it was inspiring oh, yeah. I've tried to make other things before and it hasn't worked like I'm telling you sourdough is not hard at all okay I'm I'm, I'm literally it basically does it itself like it's amazing I'm commit. I'm committing to that because it is genuinely something that I Good. just love. Like avocados and poached eggs on sourdough is just yeah. like feta cheese. Nom. And halloumi is just like bay. I just adore halloumi. Yeah. It's like yeah. a, it's on our shopping list every week now. Um, <laughs> and then I, I, I'm sure people know about this, but I didn't. I had never heard of this whole like. What what do you call it? I, I'm not going to say growing your own butterflies because that's not what it is. It's it is it like. I don't know what's the word is it like minding them it's oh, you basically, like, basically you know it's called grow it's your own butterflies but like really that's not what you're doing is it no no <laughs> they, they give you the caterpillars so basically yeah from the viewer's perspective I'll tell you guys what I saw so I'm basically watching Rachel's um Instagram looking for me little sourdough like fix 
And I am like, okay, she has this gorgeous little kind of netty thing in her kitchen and she has these butterflies in it. And there's like beautiful pink grapefruit down the bottom and leaves. And I'm like, is this real life? And I messaged Rachel, I'm like, did they grow in your house? And you're like, yeah, yeah, this is the website. It's insect lore. And I was like, oh my God, this is a thing. So if for anyone who doesn't know, I feel like there has to be a load of people who don't know can can you do it this time of year or is the is the is it is the boat gone now for this year it's so funny because I'm a teacher I think that's the most normal thing ever but I forget <laughs> that people outside of that space are probably like what on Rachel earth? you have like duckling <laughs> you once a year that's for like the next episode so like oh this, what's God, normal no. to you is not normal to everybody else seriously so, that's actually a really good question yeah no you can't get them at this time of year sorry you can't um okay. yeah you have to get them in the summer months Okay. And you just order them. They, the caterpillars just come and then they, um, yeah, they live in the little, um, the little container that they come in until they shed their skin and they become crystallized. And then once they're crystallized, you move them into the net and then they emerge a while later. So you just watch the whole process. It's actually fascinating. Metamorphosis is just like amazing. I just think it is just amazing. Like my, my mom's place down in Wexford, I was there at the weekend or a couple of days ago. And they have this plant and it's called Budlia. And they were walking around Wexford one day and mm-hmm. they noticed this plant that had like 10 butterflies on it. And they were like, oh my God, look at that. They're both like love nature. And, you know, my mom always talks about butterflies symbolizing like, you know, uh, change and kind of new mm-hmm. beginnings and emerging from your difficult situation with um, strength. And she knocked on the door and asked the person what the plant was called. And they were like, oh, it's Budley. So they planted it three years ago and yeah. it properly came up this year. But it is like so surreal and emotional. When you go out to the garden, this plant has literally 20 butterflies on it. They don't move. Wow. You're right beside them. They don't move, but they, they have a little routine. So they're, I don't know what they're called. They're that kind of burnt, burnt orange kind of classic um, butterfly, that sort of style. And they're yeah. all, they all, so they're eating. So on this particular Budleia plant, I was looking, there was a honeybee, a wasp, a bumblebee, like a fly, and then the butterflies. I was just like amazed looking because the plant is white. So mm-hmm. all of the colors against the white is just so beautiful. And then they basically eat and then they fly over to this particular not tile um slab in the garden and they lay out their wings and like chill out for about 10 minutes and then they fly off and procedure is just like a procedure sorry this process is so incredible to watch because it's it's so captivating and it's so like to me it's like mindfulness like I'm watching these butterflies which means I'm out of my head but that makes me emotional to be around something like that I think the ocean does that for people too when you're like near the sea it reminds me of how small we are and how connected we are with like just nature and the energy of the world yeah it's just amazing you know and I suppose that that nicely leads us into where we can probably finish up because I would just talk to you all night but (laughs) you do have uh, the future to educate probably tomorrow but forest school I would just love to know a little bit more about yeah. it what, what what made you go get into that and 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 do you think it's going to become part of like some mainstream schooling and what are the benefits I suppose um so actually the reason I got into it was because when I started in the school that I'm in now there was a teacher there who had done the training herself and she had started it in our school and then um 
yeah, it was offered and parents loved the idea. And then my principal was like, it'd be great if we could train up more teachers or SNAs or even parents so that more classes yeah. can go every week. So actually now I was the second to train in the school and I trained with two parents and now there's an SNA that's trained and there's another teacher that's trained. So it's just a growing number of us that are training up. Um, but yeah, so now we've got kids out in the forest. This year we'll have children out in the forest four days a week. Um, as in there'll, wow. be a there'll be a class out every like four of the five days a week um, so yeah it's we're really lucky because we're beside a park so we have a site over in that park that we go to um, but I suppose like when you do the training and stuff you learn it doesn't have to you, you know it can be done urban as well and um, it's more methodology and um, there's an ethos and stuff um and yeah it's just outdoor learning um it's freedom within limits it's child-led um it's everything that learning should be really um but it's that's, restricted that's when you're in the four walls of a classroom um but yeah it's just it's amazing and the children just completely come out of themselves in the forest um oh yeah, wow it's, it's a great experience yeah to me that's kind of like um i suppose it's the opposite of screen time it's like putting all of your energy and your body and your time and your mind into like activities that are not connected to ICT at all. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Is that the word ICT? Yeah. And they're not, um, they're not training. They're energizing, aren't they? Like being, like being outdoors and moving gives you energy. Yeah. Like you, you see that even in the kids, you know, when they're walking over, they'd be kind of dragging themselves. Not like they're always so excited to go. But when they're coming back, they just have an extra skip, like they have a little spring in their step, like they've, they've just been, you know, outside for hours and they're windswept and full of the joys. It's lovely. I feel yeah. like I need to call this episode amazing because I feel like this could be an actual like drinking game. It's like, how many times did Tracy say amazing in the podcast? <laughs> because everything I is amazing. I just think it's I love so that though, Tracy. I love that. That's your it's love just for life. So if you think all these things are amazing. It is though, you know, and like where I, I always think it's it's really interesting because like we're at different stages of our lives in lots of ways. And yet we're not in other ways because it's like it's all so relative, you know, it's like you just I I, I would see things that you're doing and they would inspire me. They might not inspire me to do the same thing, but it's to inspire me to do the thing that I've said I will do for years or to carve out the time that I you know have been neglecting to carve out for myself so um, well, Tracy your vegetarian curry that you posted last year must be like my most um eaten meal so you inspired me with that oh my god which one is that <laughs> I don't know it was like last year and you posted and you were like Billy actually ate a curry and oh is this I, the one with the um the mango chutney and the korma paste no that's not it Oh my god, which um, one is it? That's gonna really annoy me because I have I probably haven't made that in ages and could try with Willow now. So we can we can talk about that afterwards because yeah, yeah definitely I'd I'd love to I'd There's love to red lentils and courgette in it. Yes, and potato. Yes. Yes, I had it in my friend's house and actually we had it the next day um with pita breads and coleslaw, mm. which sounds so weird. But like I have this absolutely weird connection between the next day having curry with coleslaw and salad. I, it's just weird, but it's so nice. And um, but anyway, there's no point in me even going down the rabbit hole of <laughs> self care because that's like we would quite literally be here all night. Um, yeah. So I think I'll I'll leave it there, and I'll I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me and oh, no for problem. sharing all of that. Um, I think thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure.
I was no. really nervous, but that was just so easy. It's just, yeah. I mean, you can talk yeah. about this stuff in your, your sleep. Um, it's, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and what I'll do is I, when I'm sharing this episode, I'll share your, you have a teaching account um, on Instagram and I, I'll share that if you're comfortable with that. Yeah, and of course. People can follow you and yeah, I suppose best of luck now with your, with your kids starting back. Are you junior infants again? Okay. No, I'm second, third class. Whoa. Okay. Big That's jump. Funny. Yeah, big jump, but look, they're seriously, seriously lucky kids. Yeah. Um, I, I've said it to you for years, but they are so lucky to have you as a teacher. Um, thank you, Tracy. You're so welcome, and I wish you the best. And I hope you get some nice self care in this evening in some form or another. I'm off to have my cup of tea and a bar of chocolate. Oh my goodness, I was like, I'm just, I was just saying, going to make a cup of tea and have a Kit Kat. <laughs> well, come here, I might have a Kit Kat too. We can be together in our minds. <laughs> thank you so much for, uh, for coming on, Rachel, and I will chat to you very soon. Okay, bye honey, thank you. Bye. And that is all we have for this week. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and took something positive from it. And I really, really look forward to catching up with you next week when we have another episode coming your way and another opportunity to help prioritise your own self-care. Speak to you then guys, bye.